so now it's a matter of us pulling it all together to light the whole joint and, and putting on what I think will be a brilliant showcase for the sport. Yeah, we'll be honest with ourselves next week, as usual, and say, OK, it's a stonking result, but what could we have done better? Finding that passion for racing again. You know, stop looking at it like my job and, and go back to just doing it because I love racing cars and I love competing and that's really what's changed this year. Hi everyone, welcome to Inside Supercars. Shane Van Gisbergen from the Red Bull Holden Racing Team here. Welcome to Inside Supercars, Tony Whitlock and Craig Gravel. As we end in our final countdown days, as the teams are for first hit off of a in in point scoring situation for Supercars in 2019, Craig, it's really a lot of fun this week. It is going to be a lot of fun, a lot of questions to be asked and answered in the first of the championship races of 2019. Hard to believe it's 2019 though, Tony. We are getting old. Yeah, 25 years from me doing this. But anyway, onward and upward. Um, The good thing is that most of the questions that uh, are to come will be actually answered on track, not by people turning around and giving us an answer to a question we had. But in the... uh, Run up to Adelaide, I was down at Phillip Island and I had an opportunity to grab quite a few of the major players. And in fact, in our first segment today, that's who we talked to, most of the major players. That being Ludo Lacroix, Technical Director at DJR Team Penske, Scotty McLaughlin, the 2018 champion. His partner in the team at DJR Team Penske, uh, Shell V-Power, Fabian Coulthard, his co-driver, Tony D'Alberto. And then we swung across to the, uh, the uh, well, I suppose it's the blue side, the red side, whatever side you want to call it. It's it's the Red Bull side, and that being that uh, Shane Van, Gidber- Van Gisbergen, who, of course, was the runner-up last year and the 2017 champion. Mark Dutton, who uh, manages the whole of the Red Bull Holden Racing Team. And Shane's new partner, Garth Tanner, who was a surprise. He got uh, laps on the day, and it was terrific uh, to see that and a great enthusiasm for somebody who's been in the game for a long time, Craig. He's done a remarkable job of transitioning and the news out this week that he'll be joining the RPM team on Channel 10 along with Michael Caruso will make it a interesting balance of uh, opinions because both whilst, uh, whilst very, very uh, headstrong drivers they aren't, for the most part, too worried about upsetting people. And the other interesting thing is, of course, both ex-GRM drivers, which is an interesting facet. As I've uh, a stat that I just think is a remarkable one, that some years ago, that if you were going to win a round uh, in uh, the Supercars Championship, you needed almost to get a start at Gary's, because 25% of the drivers who won in this series won a race around actually had their first drive in a Gary car, which is a remarkable thing. Great to see, in fact, that uh, Barry, uh, Gary's son, has refuted any uh, thoughts about the team uh, being sold to Peter Adderton and the Boost Mobile. He says that, no, we're, we're sticking around, we're here. But, of course, they've got much larger agendas with TCR and Super 5000 to add. So, And, uh, Tony, before you go, we did want to speak about... Uh, uh, Anton Di Pasquale receiving the Peter Brock medal at the CAMS Award. Indeed, indeed. That that was a terrific one. And while it's not um, uh, a young driver's uh, trophy necessarily, it's certainly great to see somebody as young and as new in the series, being last year his rookie year, 
to be so uh, firmly acknowledged because uh, he certainly did a crackerjack job. He was very good on the night as well, speaking. So, Craig, after the break, we'll start in on our talks with the major players from last year and quite possibly the same ones for this year in Inside Supercars with starting with Ludo Lacroix. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Still a bit in shock. Uh... Thanks, thanks everyone. Dissecting the sport with interviews, news and opinion. Got to put money back into the sport at the lower levels to develop the kids and bring them up. You can't rely upon good luck for Daniel Ricciardo's old man to have found a few mates that tip some money in and send him overseas. There actually needs to be a structure. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. The views expressed on Inside Supercars, including the panellists and guests, do not reflect the views of the network, Thunder Media or Sport Radio. Any publication or rebroadcast of the show without the expressed written permission of Thunder Media is strictly prohibited. Dick Johnson from DJR Team Penske. And you're on Inside Supercars. Welcome to Inside Supercars. We're here with Ludo and Lacroix. They, uh, they both look wonderful. Um, you're getting so far the feedback you're expecting? Yes, yes. It's, um, it's a good solid uh, start from both cars. Both cars are doing good pace. Uh, it's a solid start. We, we haven't got flap bars. We haven't got rear wing flapping around. You know, A new body kit is working. Uh, so the, the driver seems to be happy with what they've got. They are, there's plenty of new things. The new springs, uh, rule, etc. So there's a lot of difference compared to last year. Yes. But the cars are okay, yes. Very good gearbox so far. The driver likes the positive feel of the gearbox. The change are very precise. Uh, they give, give them a lot of good feedback, basically. So, so far, so good. Obviously, the, the mounts might be different and there might be different oil systems, but essentially it's doing exactly the same job the Alberts did, but just doing it a little bit better with less servicing required. That's the plan. Yeah, okay. <laughs> um, we are only 100 kilometres in it. Alright. So you're going to be working things out whether there was a new body shape on it or not because of the springs. Um, is the ECU making any difference to your year so far? Or? At this stage, no, it's working, which is good because uh, that's another unknown. But no, no, everything, everything which we've put on the car from Supercar or ourselves is actually working very well so far. So we are very pleased with all, all these changes because usually changes means problem. And so far, we haven't had problem, touch wood. Okay. And their feedback is also that the feel of the car when they're driving it on this high-speed track, they're liking it. Yeah, it's working. I think the, the parity is working and both, three, all three cars seem to be fast, which is positive. Yeah. Yeah. There's no black dog, black dog yeah, whatever, yeah. black sheep. Yes. Um, and we've only ever run a hard tyre here. Have we? We've never run a soft tyre on this track? No, we, we should avoid that because the track is very aggressive and very high speed. Yeah, yeah, lots of... Uh, it is the quickest track in Australia in yeah. terms of average speed. <laughs> And it's on top of that, the most downforce track required, so yeah. it will kill tire. Yeah, yeah. All right, well, I, I was going to say when I first saw the car in your colours uh, on Monday, that uh, the front of it looks, looking directly at it, it looks slightly NASCAR-ish, more so than, than any other car that I've seen in our category before. Just, yeah, just look very smooth, very... Yeah, it's a... It's a Mustang for the Australian market and for the Australian V8 supercar, so it's got its own signature. Uh, it, it's a parity system, so that's what it needed to be. 
Well, of course, the one thing that uh, you'd be aware of living up where you do is that uh, you know, the old win on, on Sunday, sell on Monday has already happened because Mustangs are selling like gangbusters. Good on them. Yeah. Happy for Ford. Yes, indeed. Well, thank you, Ludo Lacroix, who is technical manager at DJR Team Penske. Look forward to catching up during the year. Thank you. We're here with Scott McLaughlin. The test day at Phillip Island has ended. Uh, a good day? Yeah, really, uh, yeah, positive, you know. It was just nothing nothing went wrong and everything went pretty, you know, you know, under control, you know, so you can't ask for much more. Yeah, indeed. The car looks good. Yeah. Uh, looks good on track. Yeah. Um, and uh, through the sweepers of one and four and things like that, all felt good. Yeah, it really felt good, like no no dramas. I feel like the aero map wasn't really much of a change. It was more the linear springs and stuff, so yeah, it's yep. been an interesting day, all that sort of stuff, but... Yeah, happy, happy. Okay. Um, looking at things, I mean, you were certainly doing some fast sector ones. Um, well, do I make an assumption that uh, there's no point uh, showing everyone what you can do? Maybe. It's, pro- it's probably a, maybe a really good assumption, but um, oh. no, no. We're, like we're just going out there doing our program, running to what we wanted to do. I knew turn one for us is a massive aero part of the track, so we're pushing into one, having a good go there, and then by the time I did that, I was actually using the tyre a fair bit too much, so right. that's all good. Do you uh, think that you've got enough out of today to go back and say, we can go to Adelaide feeling confident, we'll be competitive? I think we're, we'll be competitive, yeah. I think um, it doesn't feel too much different, and I felt like we had a really productive day learning the new the new cars and stuff. Right, well, that's terrific. Um, and, of course, Alex won't get into uh, have a drive of the car until when? Uh, probably our June test day. Oh, okay. That's yeah, or maybe way. ages, probably even later. And you'll probably change the car ten times. Yeah, exactly. There's probably a lot more development yet to happen. All right. Well, we yep. look forward to catching up with Scotty McLaughlin. Yep. And uh, all, all the best and enjoy your time. Thanks, Tony. Say hello to Carly. I will. I'm here with Fabian Coulthard, who's just stepped out of number 12 Mustang. So you're, well, you've had more than a few laps in it. You've done a few hours in it, sort of thing, almost. I've shared it with Tony. Have you? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Sharing, caring, yeah, man. That's it. Yeah. Okay, tell us about the feel of the car. Yeah, it's what I would expect, you know what I mean? It's, it's very similar to, uh, you know, when we did the test air, you know, to evaluate the aero um, late last year, so I didn't expect it to be too much different, so looking yeah, forward yeah. to going racing. Given that this is the highest average speed track we go to, balance is obviously very important, and that feels good. Yeah, you know, so far so good. So, um, look, we get to put... You know, tyres and all that normal sort of stuff on at, at yes. the end there. But, um, yeah, I'm looking forward to just, you know, getting familiar with it. You know, the more we work with it, the better it will get. Okay. At this stage, there wouldn't be another planned test day before Adelaide, then? Uh, you have to ask the powers that be, I'm not sure. All right, OK, we'll do that. <laughs> um, and the extra gearbox, that feels good? It feels fine, yeah. I, you know, when you hop in a car and you don't have to think about something, then that's a good thing. And you know, I, didn't, I didn't feel like it was... Um, any different to, to what we've had it's probably a little bit more positive downshifts are probably a little bit nicer but on the whole it feels very similar alright well thanks Fabian Gilder we'll cool. see you in Adelaide thanks mate we're here in the transporter with uh, Scotty McLaughlin and Tony D'Alberto Tony's had a drive of the number 12 car Fabian's out there at the moment interested to know um, given that it's been a while now since you drove a DJR Penske uh, well it was a Falcon then now a Mustang so tell us about what it feels like this new car it's quite interesting because when you actually sit in the cockpit, there's not a huge amount that is different. You know, all the sitting position and pedals, steering wheel, everything exactly the same. The dash is different. 
but uh, you don't have the bulge of the bonnet either. So when you're driving the car out there, there's not a huge amount of difference visually. Uh, but just the balance of the car, you know, is a little bit different. Um, but to be honest, the, the way the car's rolled out today, um, it's at a very good level. Yeah, we, we can fine-tune it, but we've also had some tools taken away from us now with the twin spring in the rear. So um, it's been many, many years since we've, we've run a linear spring in the rear. So we're sort of... There's a lot of changes, so I don't think you can but, contribute... And they would have been coming regardless of whether it was a Falcon or a Mustang. I, exactly. So I don't think you can contribute the whole sensation of the car just purely on the body shape. Um, but it has given the, the car a little bit of a different balance, um, and that's just you know what the engineer's got to change. But uh, so far, the car has we haven't changed the setup yet at all, so we've just been betting brakes and just getting a feel. So, Given that this is the fastest track that we go to all year, or the highest average speed... Um, the balance obviously is very critical at this sort of track and it feels like all good yeah very much so like the turn turn one you know is probably the, one of the fastest corners you're going to encounter around the country um, and it's very very n- nice and stable but one thing that's really impressed me is if you're going to have vibrations in the car you know splitters or bonnets or whatever it might be you're going to have it here um, and the thing is as solid as a rock at high speed so that's a big tick for everybody that's done a lot of work in the, in the background have you had any chance to run with any other cars? Uh, I saw a few, couple other Commodores out there um, just then. They were sliding around just as much as I was. So, yep. um, Did you get an impact the feel of their car, their aero on you or anything like that? No, nah, not, not really. I didn't quite get close enough to them. Um, and, and obviously my role isn't to go too close to other cars and it's yes. my test day. But, um, yeah, a bit hard for me to sort of judge that so far. Right, okay. Now, you and Fabian have been together for four years? This is our third year. Yeah, third my, year. my fourth year with the team, though. Right. With Scotty yeah. Pye that first year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And, and obviously you're very comfortable with him. Well, I think, I think I'm comfortable with him, and, and uh, thankfully he's comfortable with me. So ultimately he's the one that, um, you know, ticks off the co-driver at the end of the day. So, um, you know, he's comfortable enough to hand the car over to me in these big races. And, you know, this year in particular... The, the 1000 is our grand final and it's it's a pretty big deal to just jump in as the first endurance race so that's going to be quite interesting but I'm going to do as much racing during the year as I can so to try and prepare myself as much as I can How many bathroom starts have you had? Oh, it's, I'm, I'm in the teens In the teens <laughs> <laughs> I've been around a while time Yeah, you're not a newbie no, not uh, a newbie at all so, uh, yeah. Now looking forward to this year I mean, every year you go there you think you've got the best shot but I think... Um, you know, the, the team is just getting stronger and stronger. They've got a lot of confidence, and uh, the cars we know are going to be good. So Given October you, can't you come s- soon enough. <laughs> you, you spend a lot more time talking to fans than I do. Um, you must have got some feedback on the fact you're racing a Mustang now. It's pretty magic. Well, that's the thing. You know, there's, there's been some negative stuff uh, on the look of the car, but the thing that gets me is the amount of talk about the Mustang has just been insane. And you know, even just trying to get to the bathroom today, people are like, how's the Mustang going? You know, what's it like? So for me, it's like rejuvenated the sport in many ways, and it is exciting to have uh, this iconic car back in the category. Um, you know, it's very, very cool. So, And I think that that's gonna, we're going to see that support as we go to different places during the year, and I think it looks sensational. Yeah, indeed. Um, and uh, when will you next get a, a drive for the car? Uh, I think there's some co- there's some uh, um, ride days coming up soon, like earlier in the year. Yep. 
Um, so I'll do you know all those ride days. Plus we've got some test days along the way as well. Yep. Um, there'll probably be a couple of months before I sort of get back in it again. So by that time, you know they've probably ironed out a few little things or shifted the balance or you know tuned the car a little bit more than what we we see today. Yep. Um, but it, like I said, it's a very good start anyway. Yeah, indeed. Now you've already done a twelve hour. Yep, did the twelve hour this year. I did it with uh, Adrian Dietz, uh, Wall Racing in a Lamborghini. So we finished eleventh in the race and fourth in our class. Yep. It was actually Adrian's first time at Bathurst, and oh wow, it's yeah, a big big hill climb. It yeah. is, and uh, you know I think back to my first time when I was a, a youngster, and uh, it's a really special place, obviously, but super daunting. So um, he found his feet over the weekend, and to finish just off the podium in Pro Am, I thought was not a bad start to the year. Yep. Um, car come back nice and straight, and just the stints that you can do in the car. You know, you're doing two hours plus. Um, it's really good conditioning and a good start to the to 2019. Will you be back in that car again? Um, we're not sure just yet. I'm going to do the endurance races later in the year, um, so also middle of the year. Probably, uh, hopefully, do that again in the, in the Merc that I did last year with Max Twig. Right. Um, so that's pretty much locked yeah, away very now. Very successful year. Yeah, we won the championship last year, so um, we're, we're coming back to try and defend that. Okay. Uh, who's the sponsor of that car? Uh, WM Waste. That's right. Yeah, yeah. so they're, they're a sponsor of uh, DJ Tan Penske. Yep. Um, and Mark Jeffs from WM Waste, he's, a, he's been a great supporter of mine, and he likes to see me out there, and he helps me get those extra miles I need before we jump to, to the supercar endurance races. All right, wonderful. Um, there's an expression which I've told a lot of people over the years, um, which I think is probably appropriate you could tell some fans, is that uh, it's relevant to horse racing, but it's, a good horse is never a bad colour. Yeah. Um, whether it's colour or shape, I mean, if the car's going well, it doesn't matter. That's so. the thing. You know, there's been so much talk about the look of the Mustang, and I guarantee if we can start winning races in it, people are going to change their perception of it. So, But regardless, I still think it's a cool-looking car. Yeah, indeed, indeed. Well, thanks to Tony D'Alberto, driver of uh, number 12, DJR Team Penske Mustang, and we look forward to watching the progress through the year. Thanks, mate. Well, welcome back to Inside Supercars. We're here at Shane Van Gisbergen moments after the launch for the season. Uh, nothing very thrilling today for you, but tomorrow. Yeah. Yep, it'd be good. Um, get on track, and there's a few different technical changes and stuff, so try and get on top of that. Yeah, and I imagine yep. uh, looking to uh, slip behind a Mustang at some stage and then slip in front of one and no, see what they're like? I don't, not really. No? <laughs> you won't do learn much racing stuff tomorrow um you know they've limited it to hard tires and we just don't have any so yeah yeah i don't think you'll get a form guide tomorrow yeah okay mm-hmm. it's still great to be at philip island though yeah 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 it's um it's a good track it's tough in a g and a v8 with no aero but it's still awesome awesome place mm-hmm. yeah now you obviously had the 12 hour you've been to daytona no, I didn't. They didn't do Daytona no. this year. This is the first time in three years or something. No, right? I didn't do it last year either. Didn't you? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So have you got anything else lined up for this year? Yep. A um, bit of racing in Asia um, and then hopefully get to Europe for some fun stuff. But, yeah, it's tough. Um, all the big races conflict, which is how it is. But it's a shame why they conflict with all the big races around the world. Um, but that's how it is. Yeah. Mm. Um, the one thing that was a surprise over the break was Garth's. Yep. Yeah, it departs you yeah. from the series, but great yeah. pickup for you. Oh, I um, I went to New Zealand thinking I had one co-driver, and um, Roland texts me, give me a call, I've changed your co-driver. I went, oh shit, gave him a ring, and yeah, pretty awesome news. Um, 
I'm a bit conflicted, um, sad, you know, he's yeah. still good enough to be a, a main driver, um, but also I'm excited for Richie to have another chance. Yes. It should be a better environment for him, and we'll see what he's really like, um, because, yeah, it just wasn't right for him last year. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, to get Garth, he's three-time winner, um, and I've never won that race. Yep. So, you know, it would be good to, good to get that. I imagine that Garth would have been in that top five bracket in your books, of drivers that you enjoy driving against? Yeah, yeah, he was a good friend. I always have a good time with him, nice guy. But, yeah, never expected him to be an enduro driver. Not yeah. for the next two or three years, at least, yeah, anyway. Yeah. So, One of the joys good. you've always given me, Shane, is when you've had a tough race with somebody, and yep. it's not that I enjoy you coming second, but I know that you've enjoyed a hard race, yeah. and you don't have to win it to have enjoyed it. And that's yep. one of the facets of your, your the way in which you go about competing. Yeah. Yeah, well, even if someone beats me fair and square, I'll still have a good time. I don't get fussed if I come second or third anymore, as long as I've done my best and enjoyed it. Um, yeah. And, yeah, I've had some super tough battles with Garth and everyone else. Yeah, yeah. And, yeah, try and find them, shake their hand, and, yeah, try and get them back next time. And you must be seeing a bit, a little bit different downsizing back to two cars again. Well, I don't know if we'll see the effects of it yet, but um, losing the expertise I guess and experience of Craig yeah definitely going to hurt in some ways yes but Triple Eight have won a lot of championships with two cars the team that won last year was two cars I think you know we just got to work a lot closer and all the focus the resources on two cars you know they've really dumbed down the cars this year the Twin Springs were the biggest tuning tool we have yes um, which is disappointing but it's going to be the closest year ever competition it's going to be awesome because there's really nothing that's much different on the cars these days. So yeah. front upright and the aero and the engines, everything's, well, even the engines are the same now. So it's going to be super close competition. Just one last thing I was going to raise was, uh, did you get back to New Zealand uh, yeah, over yeah. the last five weeks, see any of the TRS? I've been watching most races, but, yeah, I tried. I try and stay away from the track there. But um, it was close competition, you know, two guys, completely different backgrounds from New Zealand kicking the world's ass it was yeah. it was cool and um you know i'm a big supporter of of liam lawson I, I, like i like mark Armstrong, but don't really know him um, yep. liam's same background same sort of area yep um won the scholarship that i did same sort of upbringing but he's he's the guy who can go and take on the world if he wants to yes and hopefully people back him for it yeah yeah he's certainly got plenty of people knocking yeah. on his door so that's mm. fantastic i was going to go over and do the whole series and i'm going to do it next yep. year uh, yeah, travelling with Bruin cool. and his team because I think you know there, there isn't anything more finer than to see a bunch of young guys yeah. to see them progress over oh, a five. Kenny came eighth. He's not young. Yes, he did a pretty good job. And I, I was talking, talking to Jackson Wall <laughs> yeah. saying, "Oh, Kenny's only got sixty something years on you." Yeah, it's amazing how he keeps yes. going like that. Just extraordinary. All right, well, wonderful talking with Shane Van Gisbergen here at the uh, launch of the 2019 season on Inside Supercars. We're here with Mark Dutton at the first test day of the year. Now, just two cars at this meeting or this event. Yep. Four in Adelaide. Yep. And five shortly after that. Yeah. So, so this is, yeah, first test day for the, the two supercars. We've already had one shakedown this year and a full uh, Super 2 test day with the two cars running there. Uh, so that went really smoothly, um, that, and uh, we've got another test day coming up for the Super 2 cars before Adelaide, so, so yeah, a lot going on, but uh, everything's progressing, ni- progressing nicely at this stage. Okay. Now, because you went from three supercars to now having four supercars, but in two different series, 
Um, you were able to distribute the staff you had amongst that? That's right. So that was one of the big driving factors. We didn't want to lose anyone. We liked everyone in the team. But um, So when we, we did the, as you said, reducing from three main game to two, um, has given us the opportunity to keep everyone on board. So that's that's fantastic. And, and Romy, who's been a data on Jamie's car, she's now stepped up and is uh, doing... Uh, Kurt. Kurt. Race engineering for, for Kurt yeah. Kostecki. So that, that, that'll be great. She's... She's really relishing the challenge and, uh, and, and getting stuck into it. Uh, we've got John, John Russell and, uh, and Jared that used to work with us. Uh, they've been over doing some of the Formula E, so they're back in the country. So they'll, they're not on staff full-time, but they'll, uh, they'll be at the race meetings um, working all together. Uh, but also uh, JR will be heading up uh, Brenton Grove. Yeah, right. Okay. All right. Yeah. And you've got a fifth car, Team Runs, yeah. which with this. Which is uh, similar, I'll be running that, the Asian GT. So, uh, as the name suggests, it's uh, racing a, a GT car over in Asia in, uh, in quite a few different countries. Is the spec the same? You haven't changed it at all? No, it's, it, it's, uh, it's all homologated. It's, it's very similar, if not identical, to what we ran at the, at the 12 hour at Bathurst. Okay. Now, the only real big changes one was Bathurst coming forward and being the first of the Enduros. It's a big one. Yeah. But fortunately, because you run experienced drivers, there's no learning curve for them. As in the old days, if you remember when you started, you'd be grateful you'd be at Sandown because your co driver hadn't had a lap for years. And... Yeah, exactly. Well, it works both ways, actually, because. Um... It is high risk because obviously Bathurst is the, is the biggest event we do, but at Sandown you actually have such limited practice, um, you're throwing them more in the deep end practice uh, at time behind the wheel uh, before they're actually racing, uh, whereas in Bathurst you do get more seat time for the, for the co-driver in particular. So it might sound a little bit counterintuitive, but I think it's actually better for the younger drivers, the, or, or less experienced, we should say, whether they're younger or older, um, to that, that Bathurst is first, just because you've got that, that, uh, that larger amount of practice time. And just make sure they're always awake when they go out and visit. Well, that's right. Absolutely. Um, now, the only other change this year, or significant change, is Perth. And I imagine that the, that the bull arena sort of style of the track suits racing on the lights. Would you agree with that? Yeah, I think so. I've always uh, actually loved for racing. Uh, I think it's uh, a circuit that the fans can really see some good passing moves. The last corner, switching back for the first, etc., etc. It's a great track, being quite small, and as you said, a, a, a bit of an amphitheater there. Um, it'll be it'll be a very cool event, I think. All right. Now, just looking at the overall calendar, you because you're a Queensland team, pretty heavy. Uh, Commitments. Um, one was obviously start of the year, Adelaide, and then fortnight later, Albert Park. Yep. And then there's a couple other ones with Tasmania, I think, involved. Yeah, I definitely think it's it's substantially better uh, than last year yep. and, and years gone by. So it's it's a step forward where you know, I think all teams, but I can definitely speak for ours, are, are, are happier with the calendar this year. So. And the back-to-back, uh, which which seems hard, is is actually not too bad. You do Tassie and then you back-to-back uh, Phillip Island. That's quite smart. Um, you know, effectively two birds with one stone. So that's that also will enable us to give all the staff uh, Easter off as long as uh, cars come back fairly straight, um, which is a big deal. It's you know we we work really hard to to make sure that all your employees can have a. a as much life balance as possible, which is not 
always a great deal in motorsport. Okay. Now, has your newest signing, I see him standing over there, Garth, Garth Tanner, has he had a go in the car yet? No, no. Um, he hasn't had a, uh, hadn't had a steer yet. Hopefully we'll get him in today. Uh, it's obviously a fantastic signing for the team. We're really excited about that. Um, Shane's couldn't be more excited. Yes. Um, and, and, and good on Garth. He was keen. He, he shot me a message two days ago because we hadn't planned for him to come to the test and he wanted to come just see how the team operated. Yeah. Um, when, uh, when, when Shippy got me to tell him to make sure he brings his helmet, he, he obviously said, mate, a, a good racing car driver never leaves home without it. So uh, it's, it's awesome. He's, he's of that calibre that uh, we're so excited to have on board. All right. Well, wonderful. Great talking with you, Mark. We look forward to Adelaide and uh, hearing about the event over there. And good year ahead for you all. Thank you. See you then. We're here at Phillip Island. It's the last minutes of the first test day. And Garth Tander is standing here and uh, he's had his first laps in the number 97 car. Tell us about driving a, a triple eight car for the first time. Oh, look, you've got to be very... Um, I was very mindful of that, that everyone was like, oh, what's it like, what's it like, is it unbelievable? Look, it's a race car that, um, it's a tool to do a job, and um, the thing that's impressed me most today is I um, just spent the whole day in the garage with the radio on and just listening to how the team go about things. And, and the processes they have in place and the communication that they use is, you can, that's probably shown me more why they win races and championships in the car. I mean, driving the car was was interesting because um, yeah, I didn't really have any expectations. I just wanted to jump in and uh, and only did about seven or eight laps. It was just to give me a bit of time now to think about before I drive the car again how it all behaves and the the brake pedal how the brakes perform, the steering weight, um, a bit of ergo stuff. The lap time and the car performance is almost irrelevant at the moment. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and and then all the things we were very comfortable with you that were there because things I mean while it's a, a formula category mm. um, little things change car to car and that yeah. all made sense to you yeah they did I mean we didn't make any changes to the car when I drove it, it was just, um, Shane I mean obviously hearing the radio all day and, and hearing the feedback about how the car behaviour has been uh, and so for me to drive the car and experience that and for me straight away it was it felt exactly I was feeling exactly what Shane was describing so from a feedback point of view and a, and a consistency point of view for the team when we get to those races later in the year, uh, you know, from the very first lap I drove the car, I felt exactly what Shane was feeling. It, I imagine you would have been surprised when the Callum came out and you saw the fact that the first Enduros at Bathurst. It makes it, in fact, even more important than having somebody who is as experienced as you are. Yeah, well, obviously when the calendar came out last year, it's like, oh, Bathurst is first, that's first Enduro, that's, that's different, that's cool. But you're looking at it more from a primary driver than from a co-driver. So now when my role has changed now to co-driver, uh, for us, I think it gives us an advantage because, you know, we've got Craig Lowndes in one side of the garage and myself in the other. Both of us between us have done about a trillion laps around Bathurst. So yeah. from an experience point of view and, and just jumping in and doing the job, I think for us it stands us in good stead. Yeah, indeed. Well, thanks very much. We look forward to it. You'll go to a few rounds, I imagine. Yeah, I'll be at a few. Um, uh, driving the car at all the right days and all the rest of it so uh, plenty of miles and the bigger thing for me is um, just integrating myself into the team and and, uh, and feeling comfortable with everything in the garage before we roll out at Bathurst in October You've had great success in GTs uh, are you planning on doing any more of those? Uh, that's the plan at the moment is to do the Australian Endurance Championship with Audi but uh, but nothing's locked in yet so uh, we'll, you know, that doesn't start till I think 
late May anyway. So um, with everything that's taken place over the last two months, uh, just getting everything, letting the dust settle and getting everything sorted, is, is we're just taking our time with that. So uh, hopefully that's what we'll do from an extra racing point of view. Well, all at Inside Supercars, we wish Garth Tander and Triple Eight great success this year. Cheers. Thank you very much. Thanks. After break, we'll be talking to the other side of the competitive uh, part of uh, Supercars, and that being the team over at Tickford. And we started uh, chatting with Chaz moments after he got out of the Mustang, and then moved across to uh, Brendan Hogan, who is continuing to engineer virtually the same car, although, of course, it's a Mustang, not a Falcon. He is engineering Lee Holdsworth this year because Mark Winterbottom, of course, has left and gone elsewhere. We then chat with Tim Edwards on the series and uh, how, how it's playing up. And finally, in our wrap-up for this uh, week's show, is Alastair McVean, who gives us... Uh, Alastair, of course, being the engineer on Dave Reynolds' car and chief engineer at Erebus, and he gives us his thoughts on the whole question of the uh, dual springs and linear springs, and yeah, it's an interesting chat. So, after the break, we'll start straight out with Chaz. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. Yeah, I mean, it, it means a lot. You know, through the years, a lot of reference this race is one of our majors. 600 miles around here is no easy task. Uh, we were able to beat the two laps to the boys and, uh, and meet Anthony Bigley in the final, which uh, we were able to do after, um, take the win off him. So, it was, uh, yeah, it was a great weekend for the uh, Raptor family. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Sport Radio Facebook page. Hi, I'm Macaulay Jones. I'm from the Cool Drive Racing Team, and you're listening to Inside Supercars. Welcome back to Inside Supercars. I'm Tony Whitlock here with Brendan Hogan who is now the race engineer for 23 Red Racing with Milwaukee, and Will Davison. Hey, how are you? I'm well indeed. <laughs> so you've been at Tickford now for four years? Yeah, four years. This is four my years. Winter bottom went, yeah. and Will arrived. Yep. Um, so there's not much to change in your working <laughs> no, life? No, it's exactly the same, actually. Exactly the, com- the same. <laughs> clients are the same. Well, I think the red <laughs> suits you more than the green did. Really. Okay, yeah, no, definitely. We've found a couple of tents with painting the car red. That's definitely one thing that we learned today. Yeah, indeed. Um, no, it's been good. Like Will's obviously been around the sport for a long time, as did Mark. They they know what they want, and they know yep. when they're unhappy, and they know how to drive the car. So they're not uh, scared in being vocal in letting you know when they're not happy. Yeah. So. They, they know that full well if they keep something back, then it's going to bite them. Uh, yeah, it's just the frustration level, I think, with Will's maybe a little bit more controlled, being that it is the first test day. But, yeah, today we, we did struggle for the majority of the day, but... Yeah, we just did a couple of changes at the end there and put a good set of tyres on and, yeah. Got a time. Yeah. yeah. Um, soft tyres have never been run here on these cars. Yep. So that time of 2906, which is a practice record, I think, of uh, uh, Jamie Wincup, I think, or Scotty, I can't remember what, but yep. the 2017 time. You're about a second off that time. Yeah. Uh, what would you put that down to? Well, the 17 tyre had more grip, but it just blew up. Okay. Well, the old, the old tyre. The so, old tyre, of course yeah. it is, yeah. So that was, uh, yeah, that, that tyre definitely had more more grip right. overall, so okay. it's going to go faster. Right. But the unfortunate thing is they probably went faster for about 10 laps, and then they decided to try and jump in a bass straight. <laughs> Falling off a cliff, yes, indeed. Um, and, you know, a couple of new elements was the, uh, the ECU. That uh, Engine stuff, yeah, I don't, I don't know. It surprises me a bit that they're adding more variables into 
uh, a category that we're trying to save money in, but yeah. Right, okay, and the extract, you uh, transactional? Not, I did not have one comment all day about the extract, so that obviously means that it's a good thing, but yeah, we sort of got on top of the albums towards the end there, so yeah, I don't know. Alright. No, no comments, so no, whether it's going to attract any more fans to the, um, to the racetrack, I'm not, right. not sure. Well, thanks, Brendan Hogan of uh, 23 Red Racing with Milwaukee. Look forward to catching up through the year. No worries. Well, now, standing next to Chas Mostert, the first test day of the 2019 series has uh, kicked off. You've had your drive of the number 55 Mustang. Your thoughts? Uh, yeah, it wasn't a bad day for us. I think we finished up the pointy end in the times, but it is a test day, so obviously uh, you can't read into it too much, but... Overall, you know, it's a credit to the whole team to create four of these Ford Mustangs um, and get them out there with very minimal problems. So, um, yeah, look, it was a, a, a little bit uh, rocky this morning, but it kind of smoved out towards this afternoon. But we still gotta, we gotta still got to do some balance shifts to try and suit this new Mustang. So, uh, yeah, overall, um, wasn't a bad first day out for it. So is that a, a test day you're wanting to have? Or? Um, probably now, pretty much just um, break through today. First, go through the data and then work out uh, where we struggled, what we did better, and, and uh, you know, through these days, it's quite tricky. You'll be doing a change um, and not have the time to actually go through the data while you're here to see if something went better, a little bit worse, or characteristics. So there's a lot of things we fired at it today. So we need to devalue, you know, deep break that down and go through it and uh, see if we can uh, kind of put the, the whole puzzle together and, and at least roll out Adelaide. I don't think we'll get a chance. Obviously, we won't roll out another test day before Adelaide. So Adelaide. Uh, We'll just uh, come up with the numbers that we think we need and we'll, uh, we'll go there and see how we go. But encouraging? Yeah, definitely encouraging. I mean, this, uh, this time last year, Adam pointed out that the test day we weren't as competitive as what we were this time. So it's, uh, yeah, look at the positives. You're only as good as your last outing. And even though today was a test day and people were running different things in here and there, uh, it was still, still confidence-inspiring to finish up the top of the, the time sheets. Even if it is true or false or whatever it is, I can sleep a bit better tonight. Okay, now there are a number of new elements to this year. The easiest one is to deal with is the extract, new transaction. Uh, from what Tim Edwards said to me earlier, if they're not mentioning it, there's no problem with it. Yeah, look, uh, you know, today that ran smoothly as well. For me, I've always kind of struggled with the transaxle error. Not so much of over one lap distance, but what they're like at an end of a stint. You know, they do uh, they do copper hiding if you go to a place like Adelaide or yep. uh, Townsville, Gold Coast, all these places that are really quite hard on the car. Um, so they normally become a bit secondhand at the end of those races. So I'm excited to, to try this new one. That's probably one of the toughest tracks that we go to through the year and uh, see how it holds up. Okay, so there was that, the Springs... Now, that system is what you ran several years ago. We're going back in time to a no more dual springs. Uh, are you comfortable with that? Are you happy with that? Yeah, for sure. Look, it's uh, it's a little bit more old school than where we have been in the last couple of years and what teams have been doing. But, um, you know, we haven't actually, it wasn't many, many years ago. It hasn't been many years since we've actually, we're back there doing that anyway. So um, it's still pretty fresh for us to go back to that. It means we just got to work hard in other areas to try and, made the car be a bit more manipulative in areas that we do need it to. Okay, and you were fortunate enough that you had your co-driver, James, here, having a go. So does he give the similar sort of feedback to you? Yeah, like last year, we um, were teamed up and 
we do have very similar feedback and we do like the car the same. So it's uh, very rare that normally two drivers sit in the same seat at the race, the same car, want exactly the same thing. So um, it's great to have James. It's, uh, James here and um, yeah, put his influence into it as well because when you've got two sources of feedback, it might explain it different. It can only help the engineer try to solve out the problems. All right, Chaz. Well, thank you very much for talking to Inside Supercars. We'll look forward to after the first session in Adelaide and see how we all uh, turn out. Thanks, Tony. We're here with Lee Holsworth wearing his brand new colours, green and black, looking very smart. And, uh, wow, congratulations on getting this drive because it's, uh, it's a terrific one. Yeah, thank you. You know, I've gone, gone from one crazy colour to another and um, it's good, you know. I've, I, I've always wanted to be in the Bottolo car and um, obviously the Ford Mustang this year with Tickford Racing uh, I couldn't have asked for a better opportunity, um, you know, so I'm going to take it with both hands and um, see where we end up. Yeah, indeed. Now, this is a Mustang, so it's not a brand new car because the underpinning is all the same. Brand new body, new aero. Everyone's going to have their first real try tomorrow, so that must be very exciting for you. Yeah, it is. You know, you've got that anxious wait over the holidays when you join another team and you just want to know what the car feels like so that you can get your head around how to drive it. Um, and, and, you know, fortunately, the day has finally come tomorrow and um, at Phillip Island will be a great track for us to test the aerodynamics of this car. Um, you know, it looks, looks the part. I think that um, it looks slipperier. looks like it'll, you know, I think it pulls pretty good numbers with the aero uh, results. So, you know, we'll, we'll, uh, we'll get it out there tomorrow and, um, you know, we've got to make sure that it all runs well before we start tuning it up, making it quick for Adelaide. Okay, and now they accepted Dan and these new colours. They're not talking <laughs> Who are you? <laughs> I, yeah, I think if I'm further up the front, they'll accept anything. Yeah, um, okay. They, they want trophies. They want oh, trophies in their room. So <laughs> um, I've given Ava one already from the Bathurst 12 l which is cool. Right. But, uh, yeah, it, it is a good start to the year, obviously, and um, I hope it's the first of many this year. Yeah. Now, um, going into a team, I mean, it's a very strong family feeling in Tickford. Well, it's a, you know, a factory that was built on a factory sort of thing. Um, it's still a very strong family feeling. Rod Nash and Tim Edwards yeah. have built that. It, it's a good place for you to be? Yeah, it really is. I mean, it's a it's an eye-opener when you come from a, a staff, staff group of 10 um, to 70-odd people, uh, still learning everyone's names. I think I know about 10 of them now. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, yeah, they, they've, they've got a... Seem to have a great bond in there. There's a lot of people in there that have been there for a long time, a lot of experience, um, but also some youth in there. So they, uh, they they keep people in there for a long time. They obviously do the they do the right things um, to keep everyone happy. And um, yeah, it's a, it's just it does have a family feel. Um, yeah, I'm enjoying the environment so far, and uh, you know, that can only get improved once I get to know everyone's names. All right, all right. Now, one of the interesting things about uh, Rod Nash and uh, Bottolo is I actually remember when it became a mirror sticker, that is on the mirror of the cars at Adelaide. And uh, I don't think they paid. When they first appeared on the cars, they were not paying. Okay. Rod invited them along to see if they could get something from it. And Rod has built that along with the team yeah. from being a mirror sticker in Adelaide to what is now a car sponsor and a major obviously a major company but uh, uh, quite something to do that yeah it really is you know and sometimes that's the way you, uh, you you've got to do that in this sport show you need to get people interested first and um, you know, obviously being on the on the mirrors got their interest in the sport and uh, and built over that time but Rod's done a great job to 
you know, give them everything they're after. Um, you know, he's given them a lot of results over the years, and, um, and I hope that I can continue that on and you know, add to that winning list. But um, they're, they're a really cool sponsor. You know, obviously a part of Metcash, and um, uh, yeah, they're, they're, they've been a great sponsor for a long time yeah. this sport. All right, well, we look forward to uh, hearing from you tomorrow. We'll certainly call by to yeah. find out your feelings about your Mustang. I mean, that's even cool in itself to make you it race is. a Mustang. Well, it's even, it's, it's really cool that I get to drive one through the week, too. Oh, <laughs> what colour's your road yeah. car? Mine's red. Mine's red with black wheels and uh, gets a lot of looks. Yeah, yeah, 10, 10 speed. speed 10 yes. speed, yeah. So when you're on the paddles, you've got to shift a lot on the downshift down into the roundabout. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you, you live just in Melbourne suburban, don't you? Yeah, yeah. yeah so just on the bay side, it, so yeah, it, it gets good fuel mileage I hear, so you need that. It, uh, yeah, it, I'm spending a lot more on fuel at the moment, trying to get out to Craigieburn <laughs> uh, to the workshop. But um, yeah, it's awesome, awesome fun, and um, yeah, now I'm just looking forward to jumping in the race car. All right, well, we look forward to talking to uh, Lee Holdsworth through the year and uh, hearing your news on uh, the way things are progressing. So yeah, thanks, Tony. Tony Whitlock with Tim Edwards, and we just want to talk about your four cars. I mean, great thing is you've got four good young drivers, two of them have got quite a bit of experience in Will, and two young hot chargers in Chaz and Cam. Yeah, look, I mean, to be honest, it's actually what I've mentioned to a few people so far today. It's an interesting dynamic for the team at the moment, because for the last few years, every year we've really had a rookie in the stable, and this is the first time we've sort of, we sat down... For the pre-brief on, uh, on Monday, and I had four experienced drivers there, all really comparing notes and talking about various things and, and all contributing to, to, to the, you know, the better good of the whole team. So it's, um, yeah, it's great coming into the season with, with four experienced chargers because, really, Cam's experienced now. He's three years under his belt. You know, yep. I, I can't call him a rookie anymore. And so, yeah, we've got, that's great. And then, obviously, to complement that, we've got the Mustang. Yeah, indeed. And so far, your day, it's looking pretty good. I mean, Yeah, look, I mean, the, the guys are working through their programs. We've spent a lot of the day working on the aero of the car and understanding that. Um, you know, obviously, one of the challenges that today is we've also got the new sort of um, regulations about no twin springs, so that's a big change for all of the teams in the pit lane. So that's probably now, and now we've sort of moved into the afternoon and we're working on the mechanicals of the car. The, the lack of twin springs is probably the um, you know the, what they're trying to iron out in the handling of the car because it does have a big influence on the on the on the way the car behaves. So yeah, as I say, the morning was all about aero. This afternoon is all about the mechanics of the car and really getting our head around what is the setup for a for a non twin spring car. And it's one less adjustability, isn't it? Oh look, I mean you know you've got a pit lane full of mechanics, all twenty four cars. You've got Every mechanic will be whooping and hollering that they're not standing there loading twin springs. And then, by contrast, you've got 24 drivers and and 24 engineers that are pulling their hair out because we've just made their life a bit harder because they've got to figure out how to make the car behave like they want to or they're previous used to um, without the twin springs. So, yeah, we've, we've got a pit lane full of 50% happy people and 50% frustrated people. <laughs> Now, there are a couple of other new components, the uh, Motec ECU, which is largely a software change, and that's just uh, making things work a bit smoother? Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a firmware change, so it's actually, you know, the, the, essentially the firmware we were using was, the, you know, 2013 vintage, and 
no different to your computer at home, things actually tra- change a lot in five years. And so obviously they've gone to a newer firmware. Um, so it is a big change. The way it operates is very different. So, you know, we've got a fair few engine blokes that are sort of scratching their heads, understanding it. At the moment, we're just running it in the one car, so we can focus all our attention on ironing out all the gremlins in it. And by gremlins, not necessarily software gremlins, more about how how the software works, how we calibrate different things. You know, it's just a, it's different the way it operates. And so it's um, it's got everybody working pretty hard up and down the pit lane. Okay. The other change that happened this year, it's a control item, is of course the extract transaxle. Um, now, from all I hear, the drivers are enjoying it, slightly more positive feel to it. To be honest, our drivers haven't even mentioned that it's in the car. So right. unless you actually went and asked them about it... I, I specifically they, have been asking they're, them. They're, 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 it's just... You know, they pull on a lever in the car. What that actually connects to, unless you actually told them it was a different transaxle, it's just a that's just a gearbox. That that's just gears. Yeah. So look, I mean, me- mechanically, you know, everything's working fine with that, um, and it's it's not even been a topic of conversation. It's probably like managing directors view their PR people. It just should happen. It's, 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 a, it's just a gearbox. Yeah. It changes gear as we go faster. We pull another gear. Now, just looking at the season ahead, I mean, obviously there were calendar changes, which you played a part in this decision-making. Um, Bathurst is obviously the big one, no longer having the bleed into the sand down. I mean, there's some actual people who talk to me about the positivity of that, you know, and concentrating your mind on it, which is an interesting view. Um, but the big, the biggest one was, of course, Perth going under lights. Yeah, I mean, obviously there's so many, there's so many factors that pull and pull up push and pull on the, the calendar and the formats, etc. Um, and yeah, it, it's certainly going to be a very different Bathurst going there, not having done your warm-up event. You know, we're going yes. straight into the main event, so, you know, it puts even more pressure on the co-drivers, because normally they get the, the 500 and sand down to sort of get their eye in, so to speak. So, you know, it's certainly, that changes the dynamic of Bathurst. Um, and then, yeah, well, we saw how good Sydney was under lights last year, so I think Barbagallo you know, that'll be pretty special under lights, and obviously with the time of night that it'll beam into the East Coast, you know, it'll make some good prime-time viewing over here. So I think, you know, it's a great little track, and to put that under lights, um, it'll be pretty spectacular. Okay. Um, and of course, New Zealand now slots in just before Newcastle. Um, so is that does that add problems to your year as an organising team? No, it's not. It's now actually before Bathurst. Oh, it right. was it was the build up to oh right yeah, yeah. oh look there was a whole host of factors with with with, with that move um, but I think you know it it's interesting that will now be our, our warm up event <laughs> for, for Bathurst so unfortunately no co drivers but I mean that's, that's the last time co drivers at least a couple of yours are here but you have got all four sorts no we've got, we've got two locked in and we're just sort of working on the others all right well thank you very much Tim Edwards down at the Phillip Island Supercar Test Day. Look forward to uh, meeting up in Adelaide. No worries. Thanks, Tony. Tony Whitlock here and Inside Supercars. I'm with Alison McVean, who is the engineer on Car 9 and one of the brains trust of this little team. Yep. Um, the change this year, I mean, it was seen and mooted by many as the big change for this year is the fact that we're going to a single spring instead of dual springs or even triples. Did you ever run triples at all? Uh, we've tried various things through the years. And some worked and some didn't. 
Yeah, it's always you always try various different things, different tracks, different circuits, different days of the week. Yeah, okay. It's horses for courses. And so you you adapted to this change fairly quickly. I mean, your cars are still, even though you haven't been running, your cars are still in the top three. Yeah, I think we were probably less reliant on the twin spring than some others. Yeah. I guess, but uh, it's not to say we didn't use them, but. Um, yeah, and we also had a test day at the end of last year where we caught wind of the rule change happening, so we had a bit of an opportunity to, to process it all and work out you know, what we were going to lose and what we were going to gain. Okay, you were one of three Commodore teams, and like everybody else, you changed the new body shape last year, and you are one of the three that really hit the ground running. Um, yep. And uh, right from the start, um, you showed that... that change of body shape and back barriers actually said to me he said we did treat it like it was the same car yeah to be fair we don't have the depth of knowledge that say triple eight had on the body shell so we had no information to tell us it was any different so we just said it's no different on. Right. and just dealt with it and worked out what it had as we went along and, and clearly you know it worked in your favor because you got poles and you got fast laps and you got race wins so yep we just try and keep it as simple as we can. Right. Now, today, you were just going through systems on both cars? Uh, yeah, we are trying a few things. Um, obviously, always come to a test day with plenty of plans. Obviously, the new ECU came in, so we had to make sure we were on top of that, which, uh, which went, went fine, really. Um, yeah, we are just pressing on with our plan. Okay. Now, Barry had mentioned to me the other day that you about the new front upright. Um, does that particularly pertinent here? Did you... Uh, uh, it's, it, it's probably a, a bit overrated in terms of what, it, what it's actually designed to do. It's more just to uh, get us away from the stock that we've been running, which is coming up to 10 years old. So, Oh, okay. It's, right. it's, yeah, okay. It's, yeah, there's not a great deal in it, just, just right. a bit of an upgrade, okay. I guess. Now, your day was cut short because um, your cars have been exceeding the decibel rating. Yes. Now, Barry said to me that you've been running the same thing for three years. Yeah. Um, so there's no reasons to why should it's obviously atmospheric conditions and things like that. Yeah, it must be. A, a, it was a surprise to me, to be honest. But you know, we probably should have been a little bit better prepared for it. But um, yeah, we've run here, we've done ride days, we've done race meetings here, and it hasn't been an issue. So we've right, okay. been surprised. But that. you've got to enough anyway that you're not. To... Yeah, I always want to do more. But every test day you finish up going, oh, I wish we could have had another hour here. But yeah, okay. yeah, we. we understand um, what we've got and the key things we needed to tick off we've ticked off so it's positive in that respect. Uh, conversely I just heard another team uh, principal said to me, he said oh mate they must be confident I then told him as to why you were leaving <laughs> yeah. he thought it was the other way around yeah, so no, these things can always... De- definitely not overconfident, I'm, I'm pretty <laughs> sure that uh, we're not the fastest cars out here today, I think yeah. there's a few playing games Yeah, yeah, we've seen uh, lots of fast sector one particularly you know, yep. yeah, but uh, Anyway, all right, well, thank you, Alistair. We look forward to catching up with you through the year, and uh, I'm sure you'll have a good year. Sure thing. Thank you. Cheers. After the break, we'll be back with our final thoughts on inside supercars for the pre-Adelaide Superloop 500 preview. Each week, join the Inside Motorsport team as they look at all the news from across Australia and around the world. This year in Formula 3, I think it's a fantastic environment for me to be doing that. However, I believe for myself, uh, a sustainable career in tin tops such as the supercars in Australia is where I see myself. Second crack at the Australian time since we've been back and a bit unlucky the first time that we end up with a win there at Speedway City uh, two weeks ago. Inside Motorsport broadcast on community radio and online at sportradio.com.au. 
Join in the conversation. Post your thoughts on our Facebook page and to ask a question, email insiders at sportradio.com.au. Welcome to Inside Supercars. This is Ryan Story from DJR Team Penske. Enjoy the show. Welcome back, Craig. Tony Whitlock. Here we are on Inside Supercars in the final countdown days with our final thoughts. Yours, Craig? In Adelaide, they call this time of year Mad March, and there's a reason for it, because just about every event, festival, is on in Adelaide during this early part of March, late February, early March. And once again... We are seeing that conglomeration of so many different events. And it looks like, speaking to uh, Adrian Mussolino this week, is going to be another clash of cultures with so many twilight events. Friday, twilight qualifying. Saturday, a race going into the twilight that won't finish until 7.15, 7.30 in the evening. And quite possibly, we're going to have events at the Fringe Festival and the Adelaide Festival, all interrupted by sound. It's something that I think is becoming a, a critical mass for Adelaide. And some people in Adelaide are saying that you can't even tell there's a race on because of the festivals taking up so much ground in and around that outer edge of the city. So it'll be interesting to see with the change of calendar whether... The supercars are part of Adelaide's Mad March any longer. Well, when you say weather, that, of course, is one of the major players for this week's event because it's going to be something like 40 degrees on Friday and Saturday and it could well be the saving for that uh, Saturday race for some of those drivers because, as we well know, I mean, obviously Dave Reynolds was the most recent one, but I remember back vividly when Steve Owen was uh, very nearly cooked in his car driving for uh, Rod Nash um, in the Marty Brandt uh, run Commodore. Um, so that's obviously something that will play on everyone's mind. There have been a lot of things put in place to make them far safer. The other thing that's been made safer, which I'm really pleased to see there's been some action on, is the whole pit stop uh, problems of last year. Problems that arose at... Uh, uh, Pukukoi with uh, wheels turning and at Newcastle with uh, hoses being detached prematurely. And uh, the great thing is that it seems that the, both those issues have been uh, tackled by Adrian Burgess, who's new in the chair. It's not that they have been ignored or done nothing with, but they seem to have been clarified a bit uh, better. So hopefully we won't see a situation where races are being decided by stewards after the event. So uh, that's one of the things that we'll look forward to in 2019. So from Craig Gravel and Tony Whitlock on Inside Supercars, we look forward to bringing you news on the Adelaide Superloop 500. Thank you from me. Good night from him. Inside Supercars is produced by Thunder Media. Tune in next week for more at sportradio.com.au or lock in the podcast on your iTunes or mobile device. Search Inside Supercars.